Hello, 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 and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Honey Shagai's Teak, with your favorite host, Elizabeth. That's me. I am coming to you guys tonight from my bed. Why? Because it's almost one o'clock in the morning. Um, but I got a lot going on in my head, and I figured who better to talk to than my lovely listeners. Um, first, let me go ahead and apologize. I think I might have gotten sick at work today. I blame it on the people that I work with, and I blame it on myself, because I took it upon myself to drop my mask for a few minutes today, and I think it happened then, but we're still going to keep it moving. Um, my thought tonight, this morning, this evening, whenever you all hear this message, is about grief. Um, as positive as I try to keep this show, because I think positivity is very important, I think transparency is just as important, if not more important. And I I'm trying to choose my words and I don't know why. Yes, I do. I'm trying to choose my words because being transparent, I feel like crying. And I really don't want to cry, but that's what I feel like. I guess I should go back a little bit. So, some of you that know me personally know that 2022 was a rough year for me it was one of those years where I struggled mentally I struggled physically I struggled with my health um I had some personal struggles and I had to keep pushing through I had to keep pushing through and I'm gonna be honest more often than not I had to talk myself off the ledge, in the words of my pastor. I had to talk myself off the ledge. I had to talk myself into being positive and bring myself back to reality and then reassure myself that my reality was not permanent, that things were going to change and they were going to change for the better. You know, um, I had to keep pushing because, you know, I'm a single mother for most of you who know. Um, I do a lot. I try to provide for my babies as best I can, but I had to keep going. So with everything that I went through last year, and it honestly and truthfully seemed like 2022 started out full of crap. I'm just being honest. It feels like it started out full of crap. And then the crap just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and worse and worse and worse. And sometimes it was just little stomach cramps. Sometimes it was, you know, constipation. Sometimes it was diarrhea. And I'm speaking figuratively, not literally. But sometimes it was literal because that's what stress will do to you. So... 
in the course of me working towards you know my recent accomplishment in the course of me going back to work after having been out for almost two and a half months in the course of me preparing my mind my body my soul and my spirit and trying to prepare my children for a greater 2023 a better 2023 not the mindset of a resolution but more so just in the mind of direction I had a conversation with myself and I had a conversation with Jesus and you know I had to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to activate and then I asked God to sit down and talk a little while and I told them along with myself that I am determined to have a better year I am determined to be positive I am determined to let my good outweigh my bad that no matter what I go through in 2023 no matter what type of trouble I experience no matter what type of you know discomfort or discord or anguish or difficulty or whatever you want to call it no matter what I go through that may normally appear on the negative spectrum that I was going to find something positive in it and I've done that like I, I can't even lie the last or the first half of this year January and February have honestly and truthfully been wonderful you know I had a, a brief little setback in January where I got sick and couldn't figure out what was going on but I kept pushing through and I made it you know February came along and you know, many of you know that February is my birth month, but for various reasons, several reasons actually, I'm not in a mental state to celebrate my birthday, and I haven't for almost four and a half, five years. Um, you know, I accomplished my goal of becoming a patient perinatal navigator, community health worker, a doula this month. This month also marked, um, how old am I? 33? Okay, so this month also marked 13 years that I graduated with my associate's degree in funeral service. You know, this month holds a lot of positive memories and positive experiences for me. But for just as many positive experiences that I've had in this month, I also have some negative experiences as well. And... I say last week, Tuesday, it was a situation that occurred that kind of, it threw me out of character. I'm not going to lie, it threw me out of character and I had to, it took me a little bit longer to get myself back in a position to get my star player back where she needed to be, you know, and then um, this past week or last week rather, I started feeling sick and I started feeling down and I started, you know, just, it's like I couldn't connect with myself and I need y'all to just follow me because I got a point. So I couldn't connect with myself and I kept talking to myself and I kept going in my mind and I, you know, kept telling myself kind of like the engine, little engine that could, I think I can, I think I can, you know, we got to get through this. This is something that's just temporary. This is something that, you know, this is not going to last always, you know, and I dibble and dabble in social media, you know, mostly mainly right now for the sake of my business for Honeymade LLC, because I'm trying to get my business name out there and I'm trying to, you know, engage with 
potential clients, old clients, you know, get my skill set out there and get it up so that I can better serve, you know, my future clients. But I'm on this social media platform and I'm not going to mention the name because I don't know about FCC rules and mentioning certain specific things, but um, I'm going to say this and most of y'all are going to know, but I'm on this specific platform and my memories started to pop up last week. My memories started to pop up and I'm reading and I'm going through my memories and I read a few of them um, last week and it dawned on me in reading one of them. I knew why I wasn't feeling well and I knew why I was so disconnected and I knew why I was having a harder time getting myself back together. And the memory that I saw was something that I wrote four years ago that basically said, you know, getting ready to lay down for two hours just to be right back up. And I remembered exactly where I was when I wrote it. I remember what I was it's like. I was I was there writing it all over again when I read it. And I remember where I was at. I remember what I was doing. I could smell that very moment everything that I heard in that moment when I wrote it I could see it and I could feel it and I was there and after I acknowledged that memory I acknowledged those feelings that I was feeling I acknowledged you know my disconnect I started talking to myself I started you know speaking over myself telling myself that everything was going to be okay that we were going to be fine, that we were going to get through this, that, you know, we just had to keep pushing forward, you know. I had like three or four people tell me this week, or last week rather, you're built for this. Everything that you've gone through and everything that you've been going through, you're built for this. You know, you come from a bloodline that sets you up for every negative experience and every positive experience who you are now who you're yet to be you're built for this and I I had to kind of draw on that and I was trying to tell myself that but it wasn't it is hard so I say all that to say those of you who have been with me from the beginning know that the title of this podcast is honey sugar iced tea And I told you when I first started that I'm going to be sharing experiences from my life, you know, from the women and the people in my life that have shaped me the most. So I'm going to go ahead, if I haven't already, and I think I have, but I think I need to do it again, to explain the title of this podcast so everybody is clear and understands where we're going and why I did this. So honey what I used to call my grandmother, my maternal grandmother. Um, Some of you got the opportunity and the blessing to have known her and to have met her and to have spoken to her and just, you know, to have felt her. Sugar is my other grandmother. That's honey's best friend. Um, That is what I called my other grandmother. Um, is my mother's godmother um Francis Cloud 
And then Ice-T is based on my auntie mama, Shirley Allen, or Shirley Marie Allen. Some of you knew her as Marie. Those who knew her professionally knew her as Shirley. So those are the women who have majorly, majorly, majorly shaped my life. Honey was and is just about everything to me. Three days from now will make four years that she transitioned from earth to heaven. And four years, I'm sorry, four years ago, she transitioned at exactly 6.17 a.m. Exactly six weeks to the date that I gave birth to my baby girl. And she did it and it was just me, her, and my baby girl in the room. When everything happened, I knew just between the bond that she and I had based on certain things that had transpired from February the 25th up until, you know, she left or transitioned or was able to get a new assignment or appointment by God, whatever y'all want to call it. I don't know because I still, I still don't know what to call it. I just know sometimes I feel her and I know that she's here and then sometimes I don't. And it's hard to acknowledge. But long story short, she left. She's, she's no longer here in the physical. And based on everything that happened, the bond that she and I had, I knew that she was leaving me. Unlike many of the other people in my life who have transitioned that were important to me that I still love and miss dearly I'm not going to say that I got the opportunity to say goodbye but I got the opportunity to know and it wasn't unexpected for me at least I got the opportunity to be there and to take care of her and to love her and to talk to her and to make her last few moments, her last week, as comfortable as I possibly could, and after her transition, you know, when people transition, it's a lot that comes with it, you gotta make arrangements, you gotta call family programs, flowers, caskets, church, ministers, all all of the humbug, all of the the schmuck and the stuff I did it and I'm not going to say I didn't have any help but you know we all were grieving differently and I think God blessed me to go through my grief at that time a little bit more coherently than the rest of my family that was close to her that is close to her A loss is a loss is a loss. You know, people lose their shoes, their keys, their jobs, their lives. They lose people that are important to them. But even in my preparation and knowing that she was going home, 
because that's exactly what she told me the Thursday before, in my opinion, all hell broke loose. She told me, I'm going home. She said, I'm not going to rehab. I'm going home. I knew and I was prepared, even though I didn't want to accept it. When I had to come back in the room that Friday, that Friday morning, and she she winked at me. First thing I said was, oh, shit. And y'all forgive me for my language, but that's what I said. Because... That was our, our code, pretty much all my life. <clears throat> and y'all excuse me, like I said, I think I'm getting sick, so I got some other stuff going on, and I'm trying not to cry, so just bear with me. Our code all my life was for her to wink, or for me to try to wink, which basically meant, watch this, or see what I'm getting ready to do. And I knew that when she did it, that I didn't have long with her. I knew that at that very moment, she was telling me, I meant what I said, I'm going home. She wasn't going to rehab physically, but she was getting ready to, she was getting ready to go home. And of course, like I said, I knew, but I couldn't say anything. I couldn't, I couldn't tell anybody because I didn't want to scare them and I didn't want to shortchange whatever their experience was or was going to be with her. I did everything that I could do in those last couple of days. Even down to me figuring out what day that she was going to go. And I knew it. I I can't really explain to y'all how I knew, but I just did. Um, March the 4th, the day that she transitioned or the day that she got her ticket, as she would say. Just so happened to be her mother's birthday. So I knew... I want to say maybe that that Saturday night prior to the 4th. I think that was March the 2nd. Yeah, it was March the 2nd. I knew that she was going to leave on the 4th. I functioned and I have been functioning with a business mindset. there was work that had to be done and that still needs to be done on her behalf and somebody had to do it don't ask me why but I guess God felt like I could do it I feel like he should have talked to me about that but he didn't I actually feel like he should have talked to me about a lot of stuff that he hasn't and doesn't and won't talk to me about but that's neither here nor there but I've been functioning in a business mindset I've been kind of just going along with the motions. You know, the ebb and flow, however the tide goes, I kind of just been been there. You know, when it gets too much, I restrain myself and I I pull back. But there is an emptiness that I feel at times because she's not here. 
I can't touch her. I can't smell her. You know, my kids don't get to have full memories with her. You know, my oldest does, but not so much my youngest. She does because she sees pictures and we talk about her all the time. And I pretty much have basically low-key made a whole clothing line with her face on it. So we got shirts and we have hoodies and I have masks with her name on it and her face on it. And, you know, there are pictures of her around the house. But I can't touch her. When I come home, I don't get an opportunity to say, honey, I'm home. And hear her say, honey, I'm here. You know, for those that know, she was big honey and I was little honey. All my life, coming home from school or just even work or walking in the house, I always said, honey, I'm home. And she would call out and say, honey, I'm here. I don't get that anymore. And it's been in these last couple of minutes before I made the decision to do this episode. Because I wasn't going to do it. Because I'm like, you know, do it when you ain't in your emotions. But I feel like some of y'all need to hear me and my emotions. Some of y'all need to hear the fact that I'm human. Some of y'all need to feel your, your own emotions. And I'm probably going to regret this because I don't like this level of vulnerability. But I'm giving it to y'all so that means I trust y'all. So please don't take it for granted. I don't get an opportunity to hear her voice. Unless I go in my email. And I pull up one of the 20 or 30 voicemails that I never listened to that she left me. Don't ask me why I saved them. I guess I figured, not even I guess, I knew at some point in my life I was going to need them. But I didn't want to listen to them when she left them. And this is over the course of years, like over, I want to say like the last two years before her passing. But I would take those emails and I would save them, send them to my email and save them in a folder. So I still have a lot of them that I haven't even listened to. I have a few videos on my phone, you know, that have her talking or have her speaking or whatever the case may be. And I have the memory of what her voice sounds like. But I don't get the opportunity to physically hear her the way that my soul and my spirit yearn to. I realized that I'm grieving. And I don't think I've ever fully acknowledged that. I think I've kind of just been like, okay, well, what do you do when you grieve? Like, how does that feel? You know, like everybody goes through grief differently. There is no expiration date on on grief. I had a... for that um, interruption but um, what I was saying was I had a client about two years ago who would talk to me nonstop about his dog 
would talk to me about his dog and talk to me about his dog and talk to me about how much he missed the dog. So when I initially started working with this client, I'm thinking, you know, the dog might have just died within the last year or so or last two to three years. And it took for one of his family members to come over and we were talking and chit-chatting and he brought up the dog again and the family member says, that dog has been dead over 20 years. Are you ever going to let it go? And he said, no, I'm not. Because outside of my mama, that dog is the only thing that I feel that ever really loved me and that's the only thing that I ever really loved. You know, grief doesn't just stop because it's a dog or it's a person or it's a bird or it's your pet. Grief takes many different forms. (sighs) Grief is like a thief. It sneaks up on you when you least expect it. It robs you of time. Sometimes it robs you of memories. It robs you of being able to be in the present. And then sometimes it's it's not there or you don't feel it as much. But for just as many good days as you have and you have to battle it, there are some days where those days of battling grief turn into weeks or months or even years. And I'm here to tell you, it hurts. It hurts. I would rather give birth in the woods with no anesthesia to 15 babies back to back hurt like I'm hurting right now to have this constant feeling of being empty like I'm choking or like I'm drowning I would rather experience labor barefoot naked and in the woods With no anesthesia and no drugs popping out 10 babies back to back. Then to feel this. But being transparent, because that's what we're talking about right now. Being transparent, I know that I have to feel this. And I know that this pain, this grief, this aggravation that I'm feeling... I know it's preparing me for something else and at some point it's going to make me stronger but I feel weaker than gas station one ply toilet paper on the floor I feel vulnerable I feel lost I, I don't know if I'm coming or if I'm going or if I'm moving if I'm standing still I don't know if I'm happy or sad I don't know what I feel I just know that it hurts. I know that I miss my best friend. I know that I'm jealous of whatever's on the other side that my honey gets to experience. And I don't, at least not right now. I'm angry, I'm mad, I'm, I'm lost. 
And unfortunately, that's normal. Unfortunately, that is all part of grieving. I know I mentioned in a previous episode, um, death and dying, about the five stages of grief, as thus said Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. That is denial, anger, bargaining, uh, I think depression and acceptance. And they don't necessarily go in that order, but those are allegedly the major feelings that you feel when you're experiencing grief or you're experiencing loss. When you're going through trials and tribulations and you're trying to navigate your life without somebody that's literally been your whole life. There's literally been more than anything you could have ever thought of or imagined or wanted. You're faced with the realization that sometimes you took it for granted. And you can't get those moments back. You can't get those words that you said out of anger or those times that you didn't pick up the phone or those times that you didn't come by or those times that you were there but you weren't mentally there like you weren't listening and you weren't paying attention you don't get that back you know the dictionary defines grief as deep sorrow especially that caused by someone's death or trouble or annoyance I found the second definition funny because I'm like feeling this is annoying as heck it is so in my mind just unnecessary and I wish it would just go away I wish that I could trade my grief for the presence of my honey and I can't but I know that it's normal I know that this is something that each and every one of us has to go through and experience and if you haven't had the displeasure Of having to grieve someone's loss. Having to lose someone close to you. Then I pray that you never do. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I wouldn't. Not even my worst enemy. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Counting all joy. That you haven't had to experience this pain. This suffering. This nagging feeling of, and this is just me, because again, everybody goes through it differently, of wanting to die just so you can be with the person that you miss, but knowing that you can until it's your time to go. Feeling like it's just you in the world by yourself. You know you got your family and your friends and some of y'all got significant others and you have your children and you have your your jobs and the things that other things that you love and you enjoy. But I'm here to tell you when you lose someone that special, that important someone who just by saying their name or seeing them 
washed away all of your anger and all of your problems and everything that was wrong. It's not something that gets easier. It's not a void that's easily filled. It's not something that's always describable. And I'm doing my best right now to describe how I'm feeling because I can't sleep. I haven't slept well in weeks. I mean, not that I ever really, really sleep well or rest well, but now that I think about it, ever since this month started, I haven't really slept more than maybe two hours here or there. Like clockwork, I wake up between 2.45 in the morning and 3.45 in the morning, and I'm up and down and up and down until it's finally time for me to start my day. Sometimes I wake up thinking that I'm going to see Honey sitting in the kitchen eating some ice cream. Because that was her thing. She'd get up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and eat ice cream. And then when all the ice cream was gone, she said she didn't eat it and she don't know where it went. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm going to wake up and feel her playing with the bottom of my feet, which she was infamous for doing that. I hated it. Everybody knows I hate people touching my feet. I have the hardest time getting my toes done because it tickles too much. But honey didn't care. She'd walk up when you least expect it and take her fingers and rub the bottom of your feet. And it was annoying. It was aggravating. But guess what? I miss it. Literally would give anything in the world or anything on the other side of the world if I had it to feel her tickle the bottom of my feet to tell me some story that I don't know what she's talking about but now that she's gone it seems to make sense I would give anything in the world just to have her back and I can't. So I say all this to say. Don't take life for granted. Don't take the people you love for granted. If it's important enough to you, mend those fences. Rebuild those bridges. And if you can't accept whomever and whatever for what it is and love them still, I'm not saying allow them to disrespect you. I'm not saying you have to have the same relationship, but don't go through grief feeling like you're unsure of whether or not the person knew that you loved them or that you cared. And that's not something I truly worry about because I know, I know in my heart and my soul, honey knew and knows that I love her and I fight on a daily basis to keep her legacy and her life alive and to keep her memory in the present and not in the past. But 
everybody doesn't get that. Some people leave out of here and you're left wondering, did they know I loved them? Did they know I cared? Do they know I'm not the same without them? And sometimes that answer more than likely is no. Sometimes that answer is I don't know. All I'm saying is love is an action word. Love is a verb. Do it and do it unapologetically. Grief is not like a TV show. It does not have an expiration date. It doesn't have a right or way, wrong way to do it. As long as it's done, I think it's what's most important. As long as you take the time and the opportunity and the chance to get it out. my thought process but I think grief is what love feels like when it hurts it's what love feels like when you can't let it flow to the person or the thing or the people that you want it to go to grief is not confined or specified to death to loss grief is an experience you feel when sometimes things just aren't right when you just can't make them make sense when things don't add up but feel what you feel know that you're not alone know that it gets better enjoy the good days when you have them Don't feel guilty for enjoying the good days. Whomever and whatever would want you to still live and not exist. They would want you to breathe without struggling to do it. Stop feeling guilty for living. 
Stop feeling guilty for hurting. Stop feeling like you're all alone and you have no one to talk to. I say this and I mean it because I'm in my feelings. I'm not going to lie. I'm being transparent. I'm being vulnerable. I'm being mushy. I'm being all the things that I normally hate about myself. But this is what it is. You're not alone. It may not get better and it may not be what it needs to be. But life still goes on and life still progresses. You will grow around the grief. You will have happy days and still feel sad. You will be excited and want to pull out your hair. And guess what? It's okay. It's okay. If you haven't given your permission, yourself permission to grieve, you haven't given yourself permission to acknowledge that that person or that thing or whatever it is that you love is gone, and there is no physical way of getting it back, I give you permission. I acknowledge that it's okay. You are not alone. And there are people out there that love you and care about you and will not take your feelings and use them for evil. Seek out those people. Express how you feel. Even if you have to journal, write it down, call the National Suicide Hotline, call the Rejection Hotline. If you have to call your pastor, therapist, or just call on Jesus, you are not alone. Tell y'all at the end of every episode, you know, send me a message on Instagram. Call me if you have my number. Send me a message, an email to my email address. There are ways to get in contact with me. I'm here. I'm going through what I'm going through, but I'm gonna come out of it, and I'm gonna be okay at some point. I'm just not okay right now, and that's okay. In a sense, it might be a little twisted, but it's comforting to know that I'm still hurting four years later because I know that I'm going to love my honey for the rest of my life. And I'm probably going to live longer than I actually had her in my life. But every day I wake up, I'm going to live to make her legacy stronger. I'm going to live to make her bloodline stronger. I'm going to live to make the devil mad that she was ever born. Because guess what? Elizabeth is still up and kicking and keeping her name moving. I encourage and implore you all to do the same. I encourage you to understand that grief is what love feels like when it hurts. And that's okay. Grief is a natural feeling that feels unnatural. It is an experience that has a mind and a time frame of its own. Sometimes just go with it. Sometimes go with where your grief is taking you. But don't don't take your grief everywhere with you. Know that it gets better. You will not always be in that moment where that person left. You will not always hurt the way that you're hurting right now. And I'm talking to y'all, but I'm talking to myself right now because 
I'm telling y'all, this hurts. It hurts. But it's going to be okay. I have comfort in knowing that in my honey's final moments, I did everything I could to make her comfortable. I did everything I could to celebrate her life. And still to this day, I do my best to celebrate her life. I have comfort in knowing that we shared a bond unlike anybody else's. Yes, she had other children. Yes, she had other grandchildren. And I'll say this. Honey was a mama, a mommy, and a mother before she was ever my honey. She was a sister. She was a daughter. She was a wife. She was an ex-wife. She was a cook, a disciplinarian, a comedian, and so much more. So much more. But she was and will forever be my honey. And I wills and will forever be hers. So I'm going to be done. Just know that you're not alone if you're grieving. It's okay to grieve no matter if it's yesterday, today, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 3 minutes ago. It's okay to do it. Feel it and go with it. You're going to be okay and you're going to make it through. I encourage you all to continue to like these episodes, listen to them, share them with your family and your friends. Um, Leave me a comment on Instagram. My Instagram is H-O-N-E-Y underscore M-A-E-D underscore L-L-C. You can reach me via email at H-E-A-R-T-O-F-L-I-L-L-I-E at iCloud.com. That's heartoflily at iCloud.com. You can leave me a voice comment on Anchor FM. Um, It's multiple different ways to get in contact with me. If you have my phone number, text me, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. I'm not Kim Possible, but I am available. Um, Yeah, that's it for me tonight. Know that I love you, and I always will. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.